Welcome everybody once again for volume nine of the Disney Compendium, the 1947 Disney package feature, Fun and Fancy Free. I, as usual, am your host, JJ, and on the other end of the line over there is my good friend, Nick. Nick, how you feeling over there? I'm, I'm doing good. Got a little bit of a Thanksgiving hangover, but doing hey. nice. Yeah, that's the that's the best. At least if you're going to have a hangover, that's the best kind. No, no. It's, yeah, it's just food hangover. I, yeah. <laughs> you're just tired because you just put so much carbohydrates into your body. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, boy, this movie, huh? <laughs> hey, it is. It can change your pace. We liked it. Yes, finally, a breath of fresh air, fun and fancy free. Uh, September twenty seventh, nineteen forty seven is when this came out, and it is the uh, fourth of the package features that they were doing in the forties, and thankfully. It's only two segments, really, this time. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's a pack. There's just more than one, but it's yeah. in the loosest sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of unfinished movies that they just smashed together to put it out in theaters and film some and create some uh, other <laughs> other bumpers to, to try to add some sort of cohesion to the two because uh, they could not be any more different from one another in terms of what the movies are. <laughs> no, nothing had nothing in common. At all. Like it, yes. It, at one point it takes a dramatic uh, difference. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, I guess we could just jump right into it and talk about the movie because there's not, uh, you can't really jump ahead too much without just skipping the movie part. <laughs> oh. Uh, out the gate, you're uh, you get uh, the first feature is Bongo. Um, it's uh, it's about a bear, a circus bear that gets out. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I guess we should say before that uh, it, you're introduced to the story. It's Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, and it was actually the voice of they actually got the same guy back for Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. He's he finds. He's and he's he just invading somebody's house at first. <laughs> yes, I mean, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, he's invading somebody's house in both segments. In Roman's stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that's how you meet Jiminy Cricket in the first place because he's breaking into Geppetto's home to stay the night. <laughs> so that's just his thing. That's just what he, he does. He's a hobo that's so small that he can just sneak on in. And, Stay in your home, and you'll never know it. <laughs> yeah, he's a squatter. He's yeah. gonna, yeah. The... So, uh, yeah, this one is uh, they, they were all in on dinosaur during this era. I no think they, it's like back to back dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, just dinosaur, just everywhere. Uh, so there's not any like. Within the the short itself, none of the characters talk. No, it's all it's all narration. It's all narration. Dinosaur <laughs> singing the the thing, and a bunch of just sort of like silent era movie slapstick gags and just body language and stuff. So, hey, well, you hear growling. So there's yeah, you hear, yeah, the animals make animal noises or animal-like noises from a, from the voice actors. But yeah, no no real dialogue. Um, yeah, it's about a little uh, circus bear that is just absolutely abused. <laughs> he, like, he does everything at the circus. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's an acrobat. He sells popcorn. Yeah. He's elephants. Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, and then when the, the lights are off and nobody's around, they just immediately chain him up and <laughs> throw him in the throw to, throw him into his room and on to the next. I do like the little bit of animation when the circus tent just like deflates and gets sucked right into the train. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, like, like he kind of uh, sums up the whole, like, ah, we're just moving to the next town. Yeah. Yeah. During during a time where uh, anime where circuses were just like the thing, like or, or where circuses were a thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a little a nice little story. And you watch him get he you know gets himself freed. He finds himself into the woods, and the fact that he's not really. Uh, capable of existing in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's this whole. He has. It's like, oh, I'm probably in nature, and I don't know yeah. how to do. I don't know how to bear. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no idea how to bear. Yeah, he can't growl. He can't climb a tree. Even like by the end of the movie, he still he still can't really climb a tree. Well, <laughs> he's he's pretty much clueless the whole time. Yeah, and he just sort of like happens to win his big fight against the evil uh, giant bear at the end of this thing. So, with the unicycle. Yeah. Yes, with the help of his circus unicycle. Never, never like, sheds his uh, his uh, uh, costume. Which is good, since it's nope. the hat that saved him. <laughs> exactly, yes. The hat kept him from going over that waterfall. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, the the the, the main beat of the story is he just finds a girl bear that he loves, falls in love with, and they, uh, and then it's just, you know, bad series of unfortunate events take place that stop them from really interacting too much to ex- expand upon their love. Yes, that's, so the, the whole thing, it, it goes downhill after he meets her. And she tries to give him, and she gets him the open hand Stephanie McMahon slap. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what happened? Yeah. And that, and that's how it ends, where he ends up hauling off. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, I love you, slap. <laughs> I love you too, slap. <laughs> so there's, there's a scene in the in the uh, in here where the where he figures out that it meant, it, it's a term of it's it meant as affection. So he's watching the bears sing and dance and slap each other. Yeah. And my son was watching this segment with me and laughing his friggin' head off. <laughs> it does seem like that was just 100% designed for children reactions. Like, and it's funny, it's like they're the, like, uh, they're the country bears, you know? Like, oh, before, yeah. Or yeah. Humphrey. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's it's such a fun little story. It's not like particularly memorable. I think no. this is the first time I've seen it in 20, 25 years. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'd never seen it, so I assumed like it was going to be like Dumbo. I thought, oh, it's just like Dumbo. Oh no, it's just it's yeah. Dumbo. And I do like I do like the way it's introduced um, when uh, Jiminy Cricket finds the records on the shelves of this house that he's broken into <laughs> and decides to put it on and then they sort of introduce it at this is the story about three bears <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah and he's like oh I know this one <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah but, I, I, I like I like Bongo yeah it's like I said mostly um, you know non-memorable but um it, it it's still fine. It it, it was re released. All both of these obviously have been re released separately from just this movie existing. Um, when they re released it, they took out the dinosaur uh, in it. Oh, and it's just Jiminy Cricket doing the narration and singing. Uh, I, so. I, I I don't know. I don't know that the ads or detracts from it. Honestly, uh, it, it's it's not as it's not as jarring as the difference between the two Mickey and the Beanstalk versions. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Yes, you're right. <laughs> so uh, it, it's at least like I think Dinosaur. I think Dinosaur has a better sing-songy voice, obviously, than Jiminy Cricket doing his thing. But it's also still not terrible because Jiminy Cricket is sort of an enjoyable voice. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to say, I want to say there's three Mickey and the Beanstalk versions. Yeah, I think there was, well, there was one that they did on the um, uh, the 50s show. 
Because there's because there's the one we saw in this one. There's the uh, the Ludwig von Drake one. Oh, yeah, Sterling Holloway did one. I probably. Yeah. That's I don't remember. I don't remember the Sterling Holloway one. Um, I I remember seeing it on Wonderful World of Disney. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. But I, uh, yeah. Let's, oh, I guess let's just get right into uh, um, Mickey and the Beanstalk. Then, well, just, are we going to well, get Mickey and the Beanstalk or right before Mickey and the Beanstalk? Yeah. Right. Okay. First, so uh, um, Jiminy Cricket finds a party invitation in the house that he's in. Yes, he broke <laughs> into a little girl's bedroom. He broke into a little girl's bedroom and uh, is is reading. Uh, a little girl's mail <laughs> and yep. finds out that there's a birthday party. The little girl is uh, Luana Patton, who um, at the time, at around this time, was also in a pretty big um, other Disney movies. She was in Song of the South and So Dear oh, to My Heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which were, those were her, like, and so she was big Disney actress at the time anyways. And so we find ourselves at this birthday party with Edgar Bergen and Luana Patton and Edward Bergen, uh, for the people that don't know and have never seen this version, is a ventriloquist. So, uh, so it, and, and, and they double down on all this. Like when you meet him, he's doing the little uh, painted some eyes onto his hand and <laughs> doing a ventriloquist thing with the yeah. two with like was with you know a few ventriloquist dummies Charlie, also Charlie, there. Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I forget the other one's name. But Edgar Bergen is Candace Bergen's dad. So yes. you just see Mur- Murphy Brown that's her dad. That's her dad. And yeah, and so it is it's so first of all, can we talk about how absolutely upsetting it is that this is this is a little girl's birthday party? And the only person who came was a ventriloquist and his two dummies. Yeah. And like invitation went out and this is, she went to his house <laughs> for a birthday party for a little girl at night, at night with no other adults, with around. no adults around. And it's yeah. just Edward, Edward Bergen and two ventriloquist dummies <laughs> across and, town. Yeah. It's just like, Throw in one other kid. Like, <laughs> Who's the chaperone for this? Yeah. How did she? Yeah. So it's, yeah, boy. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, here's the thing. Edgar Bergen was actually a, a big star back oh, in the day. Yeah, huge. I mean, yeah, massive star. Not very he's, good. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> great. Yeah, it's it's this it's so weird, and it just especially since I know for me and you in particular, our experience with Mickey and the Beanstalk is the Ludwig von Drake version. Is yes, like because yeah. I because yeah, I'm looking at it now, and yeah, they they did Sterling Holloway did one as a standalone short, um, but. Uh, um, in the fifties. And, um, but yeah, no, the one that we would have watched would have been the Lou Woodmon Drake one. And it's just, it's like, it uses almost the same script. Like yeah, it has him and the little cricket guy. Yeah. Yeah. Herman or something like that. Yeah. It is Herman. Herman yeah. I could smash you. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's mostly the same script between like, you just sort of put, you combine the two ventriloquist dummies and, uh, Luana Patton into just one character into the cricket. Yeah. It, but Ludwig von Drake's dialogue is pretty much 90% the same as Ed, Edgar Bergen's dialogue. Yeah. I, I watched both almost back to back. I watched fun and fancy free yesterday and I watched the Mickey and the Beanstalk, which is on Netflix like right, right now still. Um, Bongo is not, this movie's not uh, as a whole. Bongo's not, but uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk is, and it's a Ludwig von Drake version. And um, 
yeah, it's a better version by a long shot. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, and you're you're right. It is actually pretty much the same because at the end, I forget, I don't know the name of the other wrench, the the other dummy. Not important. He's the he's like the the hillbilly one. Yeah. He he gets upset because he thinks Willie dies, and the little yeah. Herman thing gets upset because he thinks Willie dies. Yeah. And it's still the same thing where Willie's going around opening rooms and looking around stuff. Yeah. So it's the same thing. And he uses the. Uh... And they use the same line. It's like, it's a figment of his imagination or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he uses the same line at the end of that, too, so they can get the same reaction from Willie the Giant. It's like, no. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But, um, but yeah, no. Uh, Making the Beanstalk is so good. Yes, it is. <laughs> it has some of the most memorable little bits of animation in my mind that has stuck with me for so long. The scene where they're cutting the food is just something that I just, it's one of like those extra super early childhood memories for whatever reason. It just stuck with me. <laughs> or that, that, that paper thin slice of bread. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. the, and, and, the, and the beans that they just kind of cut up little slices of the beans and stuff. But yeah, the bread in particular, I remember that paper thin slice of bread and even as a kid, like trying to replicate, that. yes, because <laughs> you're a dumb kid and you don't know how that that's impossible. <laughs> but when, let me ask you a question: When you were a kid, in that part where Donald goes psycho and tries to eat the cow, that's kind of scary, right? Yeah, it's still creepy. Like it's it's upsetting. Like Donald is absolutely full blown cabin fever style, like breakdown. <laughs> he is ready to murder that cow. <laughs> And he's, he's just chewing on her tail. Yeah, yeah. It's but, fun. To, it's very fun to have the all three characters together. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the scene after this, by the way, I want to talk yeah. about this because I sing the song after this often when I'm hungry. When I'm the meat yeah. and toad are. <laughs> Uh, I just love the, I, yeah, the music and it's super fun. Like just goofy singing about all the food and stuff and starting the. <laughs> yes. I, I, I love it. I love it so much. I love goofy so yeah. much. Uh, and Donald's always great. And this was Donald just peak Donald. Yeah. And, and this is peak Mickey Mouse as to what Mickey Mouse had become. Uh, because like he's the, yeah he's the hero but he doesn't like have any personality other than just being a hero like he doesn't really make any jokes he doesn't have any sort of like sh- like strife he's just overly optimistic and, <laughs> and it's it's weird i mean he, he he does have a part in here where he you know he tried to convince willie to turn to a fly yeah he yeah murder him but yeah. That's pretty much it as far as far. Oh, yeah. 20, 30, oh, what a life line. This was uh, Walt Disney's last performance as Mickey Mouse. Oh, was it? Yep. Yep. Oh. Yep. They, they replaced him uh, after this because, I mean, the official story is that he was just getting too busy. Um, but also he was a smoker and it was getting increasingly more difficult as he was getting older to do the Mickey Mouse voice. Yeah, he I had... Mean, yeah, the Axl Rose thing where it's like, ah, nah. Yeah, by by this point, this is, what did I say, 47? Yeah. He'd almost been doing Mickey Mouse for 20 years by this point. Yeah. So. And, um, that, I, I mean, I don't smoke and I can't do that voice. So. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I, I can, but I have a, a high voice. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so they also put this set on, um, or this the this short on the Mickey Mouse um, in color Disney Treasures set, which is nice. Um, who is the voice of the harp? Was that Dinosaur as well? Uh, let's look it up, shall we? If they yeah. even say uh, the singing harp is Anita Gordon, which is uh, doesn't. There's not a whole lot to her on the internet so 
Is she is she like uh Karma Rinda's sister? Like she yeah. was in this thing. Yeah, well let's let's just go to her IMDB page and okay, yeah. So Disney stuff. Yeah. Mickey and the Beanstalk, Fun and Fancy Free. Let's see. Paint your way. Oh, she. Oh, okay. So she was did like in the music department for Paint Your Way again and stuff like that. So yeah, just musical talent that they used to play the singing harp. She did a pretty good job. Like, yeah. well, I mean, like the, the the song she sings when she's trying to put Willie to sleep, it gets stuck in my head. Sometimes I'll just be like, in this front left pocket, you'll find the key. <laughs> Just randomly. Just randomly. But, um, and uh, the guy that uh, is Willie, um, plays the giant, uh, he had other Disney stuff. He was Sneezy yep. in uh, the um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, was also Willie in uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he was. I'll have to look that up. Because I think Mickey's Christmas Carol, I forget when that came out, but he might have been Early to mid eighties. Yeah, I think it might have been not with us by then. Okay. Yeah, he died in seventy one, so okay. definitely wasn't him. <laughs> but uh, but the guy who did it in the Wiki's Christmas Carol does a really good job at just replacing that voice. But you can't even tell. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not. I mean, it's so funny to see this movie because it like. It's me. It's it's Jack and the Beanstalk, just at like its core elements, but like none of it is the same at the same time. Like, no, no. Like, like the magic giant that can shape shift and turn invisible and fly around, yeah. <laughs> and Fifa Fofum is like his magical, like like Harry Potter style. His incantation chant yeah, or whatever. Incantation to get from his powers, yeah. I actually also really like the part where <laughs> I, I love how they're dead asleep and this beanstalk's going up in the middle of the night and they're <laughs> oblivious that they're just yeah. free falling into the abyss. Yeah, it's that it's a good gag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say I want a giant leaf. Yeah, but um, it's a it, yeah, it's so fun. It's just such a fun. Yeah little tale although and and we'll get to it in a little bit but like in a second but it's funny that they do not show where he got the beans <laughs> he just yeah. leaves and he comes back with beans that's because it's so so we'll get to some of the uh well I, we'll get to the some of the like stuff the production side of this after we wrap up the story but um you know how Jack and the Beanstalk ends, except instead of getting the goose that laid the golden eggs or whatever, they're just trying to rescue the harp, the magic harp to bring happiness back to Happy Valley, essentially. Yes. <laughs> and so they do. They get away and they chop the uh, Beanstalk down and the uh, giant falls to his presumed death. Um, uh, I do like the gag of them just uh, sawing down the Beanstalk and just pulling Donald underneath the beanstalk. <laughs> yeah, just, just absolutely sla- just smacking him against the side of the beanstalk until he goes underneath the cut. It's, it's a good joke. But uh, yeah, and then they all live happily ever after and we cut back to the horrible, horrible real life world of Edgar Bergen. <laughs> I like the parts where they have the puppet sitting there and he's yeah. not sitting there. So he clearly is doing it from behind the couch, like with his hand in the couch. Yeah. You're like, oh, Charlie. It's also very funny just to see when they're sitting there and you can tell that there's no puppeteer attending it at the time. Like you could just tell from time to time. It's just sitting there kind of slouched a little bit or something. Here's what's most upsetting to me about Edgar Bergen in this, in this scene. He's wearing a smoking jacket. Why are you wearing that? <laughs> it's a child's birthday party, you creep. He's in character. I don't know what that character is, but uh, it's a desirable one at best. He, uh, I mean, if you're smoking a pipe, that would have done it. Like, yeah. If it, was, if, if it were 
just make him her dad. Like, <laughs> or make it in the daytime. I don't yeah. know why it's creepier that it's in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, I, they, they clearly just wanted it to be like this, um, uh, you know, synergy situation. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we have two, we have an actress and the celebrity guest. This is great. Uh, but like, they don't like take into account how just, it's like, even, even in 1947, no, but no parent would just let their kid wander over to, Hey, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the famous guy that lives down the street that has all the puppets. Yeah. He can go there. He can spend a the night there. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. He, wear your best, what wear your nicest dress. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. But yeah, so we end up getting the, the, like, the one puppet is sad because the giant died. And, which, okay. Yeah, so, but then, but then he says, oh no, the giant didn't die. It's all just a. It's not fig- he didn't say figment of your imagination, but I can't remember. Figmentation, I think he said. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just, you know, it's all just something that, you know, you made up in your own mind because that's how stories work kind of stuff. And then Willie oops, lifts up the roof, peeking in, looking for Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and it makes uh, Edward Bergen um, faint with, with surprise. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then... Then he walks off through Hollywood, uh, look, picks up the brown derby and puts it on his head. <laughs> and it just ends there. Yeah, and that's the end of the entire thing is him stomping through Hollywood, presumably thousands dead. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... but, I so... mean, yeah, I mean, no, people had to be inside that restaurant. Like, he's just... <laughs> well, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. He got a new hat. Who <laughs> got a new hat? Yeah. So, and that's, and that's that. And it's exactly the same in uh, whatever version you're watching. So it's pretty much the same ending. Yeah, the same thing. So, is it my imagination, or did they talk over this one more? Like the intro to Mickey and Beanstalk. Was there more talking over this, or was I, was I just more annoyed by Charlie McCarthy? Uh, it, there's more talking. There's they, no. Yeah, no, there's more talking. It's not a lot more, but there definitely is more. Um, it's like, what up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this this movie exists, again, strictly because this is now after World War II, just like the last one. And they have a bunch of things that are kind of left undone, and they don't have money, so they need to make money. And so they took two films that they're working. Both of these were originally designed to be features, like by themselves in theaters, theatrical features. Um, That's why, like, with with Mickey and the Beanstalk, that's why it feels like you're missing some crucial elements. Um, Because in, like, early pitches of it, um, the way Mickey gets the beans, there's two different sort of drafts of this were how Mickey gets the beans and it's part of the story. So in the original one, uh, when he goes into town, he meets um, Honest John and Gideon from Pinocchio. Oh. And so, you, you know, they con him eventually into like, you know, getting the beans for the cow and stuff, which it, that's a really fun. Uh, and that's the one I choose to believe is the uh, canonical uh, <laughs> decision because that really does play into both their characters and Mickey's character really well, just being, you know, completely trustworthy and honest John not being honest. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. A guy called himself honest anything. Yeah. He's probably not that. Yeah. Um it's like it's like if you meet some guy named Tiny, you know he's not small. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh uh in another like another take on it was Minnie was a was the queen, and uh, and uh, Mickey gives her the cow, and she gives him the beans in exchange, making it seem more like they she like they really were magic beans, and it wasn't just some sort of con job. Like, 
he was actually generally trying to yeah, help him out. Yeah. Help him out. But yeah, that's the but yeah, no, the honest John Gideon one um makes more sense in terms of how the real story plays out and everything. So um so that you know, yeah, that's fun. So yeah, this is what yeah, so it was supposed to be um one of the feature films that they were working on. But, you know, uh, when it was originally presented to Walt, uh, he loved it. He thought it was so funny. I think the uh, the biography that I read from says he was just like belly laughing and brought in other people to listen to the pitch and everything. But then he wouldn't actually green light the movie because, and his exact words are, uh, you murdered my characters. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like like he loves it, but he hated what he they did to Mickey Donald and Goofy in it. And I don't there's no like further explanation behind it other than that's what he said. <laughs> and I don't get where he was coming from with that. <laughs> to be fair, his Mickey, his Mickey was a little bit you know, we've talked about it at length. Yeah. He was edgier. Yeah, but but at the same time, that's not what Mickey was, and that, by the forties, that's not what Mickey was anymore. So if anyone had killed Mickey, it already had been him because yeah. he was okaying Mickey being what Mickey is at this point. Or let's just maybe call say what it is. Maybe what was difficult to get along with at this point. <laughs> but um, but eventually, eventually, they were able to talk Walt into greenlighting it, especially when you know we need some money, Walt, we need some money. So it went into production under the title of the legend of happy Valley. Um, and this was, this was one of those, we need to reinvent Mickey mouse sort of situations, which they tried to do a few times, like with the sorcerer's apprentice. It was like the original plan for that was like Mickey mouse has lost favor over a lot of the, over like Donald and goofy and some of the other characters that we have. So we need to do something big for Mickey. And this, so that was their goal going into it when they were pitching it to Walt and stuff. So um, it's, it's a great little short and I absolutely love it. Um, that, that, that's why, you know, because so eventually World War II, like they finished Dumbo and after they finished Dumbo, they started working on Legend of Happy Valley instantly, immediately. Um, and that's why there's a lot of similar character, like voice talents and stuff in some of these, because when it originally starts its um, uh, production, it's uh, it's during uh, the early 40s, right after Dumbo and all that stuff. So, um, and RKO didn't believe in it at all. <laughs> it actually kind of makes sense now, because if you look at Willie's eyes, his eyes are Dumbo's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, 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 I think I, I the last couple weeks we were like, this is terrible, and here's let's make some jokes. Like, nope, I really like both these. Yeah, This is one where we get some more back into sort of like the learning behind it, sort of stuff, because yeah. you know, there's stuff to talk about with this one, like how this one started off, and like. By the time World War II broke out, they finished about, like, 50 minutes. There was, like, a 50-minute cut of the movie, um, which is pretty good, considering I think it's about 30, probably 32, 35 minutes in this. Yeah. Um, But 1941, in the middle of production, the strike, World War II. So you lose money. You're losing animators to the war. You're losing animators to the strike. And just, you have to put the movie on hold. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's such a bummer that I would have, it would have been interesting to see what a one hour cut of this movie would have been. Yeah. Like a little more backstory. Yeah. A little more backstory, a little more with, and without the narration part of it, like, a, like it being told as a story and things. Yeah, yeah. And it would have been a Mickey Mouse movie, which still, like, this is the closest we get to the Mickey Mouse movie. This is this is his first appearance since Fantasia, right? Yes, yes. Um, and like, it's it's sad to think like, so Donald Duck got two movies, 
from the studio, essentially. Goofy got a cameo in uh, Saludos Amigos. Yeah, but but not from this studio, but in several decades yeah. from here, Goofy does get his own feature-length film. So, uh, two of them, actually. So, yeah. um, But Mickey Mouse still to this day doesn't have an actual full standalone feature-length film that revolves around him. Um, you think- and at this point, it's never going to happen. This is like like the, the studio pretty much has like the roadmap plotted out. And like, if you weren't going to have one for the 90th anniversary of Mickey Mouse, then like, like 10 years from now, maybe there'll be a Mickey Mouse movie. Who knows? But when the earth is burning cinder. Yeah. Yes. We will. <laughs> when we're, when Mickey Mouse. Let's be honest. It, Mickey Mouse will probably still be one of the last things around. After all, we're all dead and dust. Mickey Mouse will still <laughs> shining bright upon this planet as as you know as we say goodbye <laughs> so. Mickey and the nuclear cockroaches yes exactly uh, <laughs> I want Marvel to do a comic book and just called Mickey Mouse the end yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> but, it's, but it's just yeah. like the story of Hulk the end with Mickey Mouse in it <laughs> just superimpose Mickey Mouse over the Hulk in the <laughs> Um, so Bongo, um, is an adaption, uh, another adaption. I didn't know that. Like, it, it just felt like it was, but I had no idea. Yeah. And it's, it- uh, it's a Sinclair Lewis, uh, story. Oh, okay. From, uh, that was published in, uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine in the thirties. Well, okay. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh. 12 ways to get your unicycle turned on. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was, and you and you mentioned it earlier that like you thought it was just going to be Dumbo. Yeah, you saw it, and that's sort of how it came to be. The like, it was going to be a sequel to Dumbo, essentially. Like, like when it was first sort of being thrown around, it was like, you know, this could be a sequel to to Dumbo, and. Um, and like they would have some of the same cast appear from Dumbo in it, like some of the characters, yeah, the characters from Dumbo. Would Dumbo still fall in love, or <laughs> no? It wasn't going to. It wasn't going to be replace Bongo with Dumbo. It was just going to be it, like the Dumbo ex- cinematic universe. It was it just oh. in the same like. Because it's a circus movie, and you can just have a lot of the same players show up. I'm yeah. just like I could I could already see the crows doing something. <laughs> like uh, yeah, there's actually a scene like if you're watching, you see Bongo he, when he falls on the train, but then you see like Dumbo Stark Tower in the background, and yeah. so you're like, oh okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, and this was another one where they were, uh, uh working on it to be a full-length movie. So, you know, there was more plot elements in the original one. Originally, he had a uh, monkey friend, which, you know, I'm all for a monkey sidekick and whatever you're making. <laughs> I don't care. So much. <laughs> um, and there's going to be, like, more, like, more, you know, adventures between them and stuff as opposed to very straightforward. I don't know in the original pitch if it would have been the same kind of, like, silent movie. I doubt it. Yeah, um, is is this kind of like uh, is this kind of where we get like kind of the genesis of Humphrey, like the Humphrey shorts, maybe? Yeah, for the most part. Um, Put it in the bag, bump, bump. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so and in like the original pitch of it and everything, obviously because of how Dumbo was, the characters were like look, looked more bear like than. Uh, than what ends now it looks more teddy bear like in this movie. Yeah, but, yeah, he's he's clearly like he's very cutesy and his girlfriend's very cutesy and the other bears just look like bears. Yeah, and then the the the, the evil bear looks even more bear like. Like <laughs> he's he's just Pete Bear. Yeah, Pete. yeah, and, and that's basically yeah, that's exactly what he is. And so, but you know, when the movie ends up becoming a fun and fancy free segment and stuff everything changed and they cut a lot of stuff out and shortened it down and made the story more 
poetic as opposed to being, you know, a thematic story. And um, I think it works. I think it's fine. I think, I think this story, I don't think this would have been particularly as captivating as if it were any longer than what it was. And I think it works exactly with how it was. It feels like a Disney short. It feels like a silly symphony. I know I've said that before in some of these other comp package uh, ones that we've done, but this one feels like it could have easily been a silly symphony style thing. Um, I feel like it, I, I feel like you and I are probably a little bit easier on it considering what we've watched in the last yeah. two or three weeks. And comparatively speaking, like this is not okay. This is fine. It's not it's anything special, but it's not offensive. It's, it's just fine. Yeah. But unfortunately, so the day, the script was finished or not, not, not finished, but like mostly finished. Um, Pearl Harbor happens <laughs> and they're basically done with it. They're in the pre, they're doing pre-production work on it and a couple of other movies. But um, after Pearl Harbor, the military takes control of the studio We've talked about it before. And so that's when they start working on the propaganda stuff. Um, uh, so you now you have all now you have all these features and things that you're working on pre uh, December eighth. You know it's uh, you know when they took over um, that have nowhere to go. I mean we can't finish it uh, by the time the war's over. It's we got to scramble. We got to scramble. We have these that are mostly done or partially done, and we can do something with it. And we need to make money. <laughs> so, and and they kind of they kind of padded it out with the in between live action segments. Yeah, and you and you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, at the same time, um, but I mean, this movie made a lot of money, um, so it helped um, pay for uh, Cinderella in the end. Oh, well, there you go. So, um, but. Uh, Originally, the original plan wasn't to pair it with Bongo, uh, Mickey and the Beanstalk. Um, It was going to be paired with Wind in the Willows. Oh. Which was also into it. And so, yeah, so it was... um, So so you can see what happened. They're like, no, we're going to take... These two don't really work well together. It was called um, Two Fabulous Characters was the name of that movie that they were when they were... combining those together. You fabulous character. Yeah. So eventually they just, no, we're going to put Mickey Mouse with um, the now retitled Mickey and the Beanstalk because it was the Happy Valley movie. But, um, but yeah, eventually, and, but then eventually they take wind in the willows and put it with Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah. So um, it's, the funny thing is if they had done it with wind in the willows or then Mickey and the Beanstalk with wind in the willows and, it still would have been the win of the wheel. Still would have been the second. Still would have been the worst part of it <laughs> because Ichabod, Mr. Ichabod's still the best part of winning the wheel. Yeah, himself, yeah. We'll get to. I can't wait to get to Ichabod, and Mr. Toad. Yeah, that's of of all of the package features. Well, I don't know. Uh, the next movie I've never seen, so um, uh, so I'm kind of really interested in seeing Melody Time. I'm sure it's not going to be any. I'm sure it's not going to be any better than um, the last one we watched, the um, Make Mine Music. I feel like it's the exact same thing. So, oh, no. <laughs> and so I think of all of these package features, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is probably the most enjoyable as a movie. Like, um, even though I loved this movie, I just love Ichabod and Mr. Toad more. <laughs> Well, I think the good, the good news is as far as like our where we're at Disney wise, we're starting to come out of the mire just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we we, we I feel like we're gonna sink in to our ankles a little bit uh, next week, but then it's off to the races almost immediately after that. Then we're then we're gonna get into the iconic Disney stuff yeah. um, in very short order. So we, we're like we're what uh, three years out from uh, Cinderella right now. Yep. So, um, and, and then it's just then package features are done for. We never uh, until Fantasia two thousand rolls around, which 
is, you know, I, you don't really consider that a package feature since it's designed the way it's designed and not just kind of hobbled together with, you know, gum like some of these others were. Yeah, it's but, like, oh, we don't have any money, so let's just do this. Can you imagine Fantasia? Well, no, never mind. <laughs> Can you imagine Fantasia 2000 with like just some some kind of unfunny in between live action segments? Oh, oh you mean like Fantasia 2000? <laughs> they totally have that. Yeah. <laughs> How do you make Steve Barton unfunny? Just <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it, it's a fun little um, and and it's, yeah, it's a fun little movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I really think this was, um, such a breath of fresh air from what we've been oh, watching. Yeah, <laughs> like like I could like you could sit through it in one sitting and want to. Yeah, and I know for a fact you and I both have seen Mickey DeVine's stuff numerous times. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we owned like the Walt Disney Classics series yeah. that yeah. had that on there. Um. But yeah, it's it's so good. Um, uh, critically, it was um, pretty well received at the time. Uh, it's you know people are getting a little uh, worn out from the sort of Disney no longer being a Disney, not, not doing what they were um, known for just making theatrical versions of their short films they were doing, but it's still fantastic uh, animation and still great stories and songs. But, you know, you could tell everyone really wants Disney to sort of make movies again. At the same time, I feel like, you know, there's, there's things, and especially in Mickey the Beanstalk, like animation wise that you'll see like very shortly in Cinderella. You're like yeah. the, that kind of certain styles, like oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. right. oh, oh, that was one thing I forgot to mention. Um, the song that Jiminy Cricket sings in it, yeah, yeah. the um, I'm a happy go lucky fellow. Yes, that is a song from Pinocchio that didn't make it in the Pinocchio. Oh, um, yeah, it was like it was written and everything, but it just never made it. Way. It got cut from the final movie, and g- good as excuses any to. <laughs> so the actor didn't have to record those lines again. Just like no. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, yeah. I just I'm glad we we got to watch this. It's these package features are a little tricky because we used because we didn't do it last week, like the breakdown of like hey was there this that or the other thing. It's like because they're, they're not really standalone. It's you know is there a theme park attraction? No, there's not a theme park attraction. Like. <laughs> Well, I feel like the legacy of this movie is actually of this is Willie. Willie shows up in a couple things. Yeah, and like Mickey and the Beanstalk like pops up. Like you will play like sixteen bit platformer that takes place in a. But also Mickey Mouse has fought in giants several times. Like Brave Little Taylor. Brave Little Taylor. He did a. Um, he did a uh, Gulliver's Travels one once. Yep. Um, so like, you know, so, so it's like reverse of that where Mickey Mouse is the giant and stuff, but like. Is, is Willie uh, Mickey Mania? I don't. Like the, like the PlayStation version of Mickey Mania? I don't remember. I, I, I don't, I, I remember very little from Mickey Mania. <laughs> but like, you know, but like, like Mickey and the Beanstalk, Bongo appears nowhere. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't exist as a plush. It doesn't exist as like pins or you know vinylmations or anything that they theme park wise or product wise that's kind of a shame there's it's, no etsy stuff for it which tells you yeah if you have etsy merch then you know it's obscure yeah yeah because it just sort of nobody's seen this movie and bongo wasn't really released this like anything else that we that because you know this stars making Donald and Goofy, yeah. so of course it's going to have stuff, and it's sort of it's the prestige title of it. Um, but yeah, Bongo. Uh, Bongo's put a little put a put yeah. on a little mid card match, man. Yeah, and and it's not particularly and it's not a particularly inspired movie. I mean, it's a very simple story that's yeah. just sort of you know it, it feels like it was just something put out quickly. 
but I'm not saying that necessarily is bad. It's just, you know, there's, there's not much meat on the bones, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. At the same time, I can totally see Bongo in, in, in probably in last week's film, like the same kind of like, you know, more again, the ballady love story thing. Just, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the movie doesn't really have music in it. It has, so there's not like a hit song or anything. Yeah. It's, it's just has its soundtrack, you know, like the, you know, the orchestral pieces and stuff. Like there's, there's, there's not, there's not much to it. So there's no hit song. There's no theme park attractions. There's no merchandise. The yeah. The bear song should be a song. It should. <laughs> I want it remade by yeah. Bongo or Ludacris. It will be, they'll, oh man, uh, live action Bongo movie. Yeah. <laughs> Although, just like Lion King, live action put in quotes because it's still just animated. Yeah. Like, there's no human characters in Bongo. So, it's still a cartoon. It's all completely animated. It's a photorealistic remake of Bongo. Because you asked for it. Yeah. I would, I'd see it. I'd go see. I would, yeah. I, I would absolutely go see if they made just like an actual bear cub. Like, it looks like a real bear cub pedaling around on a unicycle in a tiny little hat. Tell me you wouldn't be, like, Friday night, midnight showing. <laughs> well, I I would say that, but then I remember Country Bears. <laughs> and then, and so I'm, I'm hesitant to kind of uh, <laughs> jump in there with you. Just because we never, you brought it up. One of my favorite things about Country Bears is that they closed the attraction down before the movie came out at Disney. <laughs> Like, like this movie's just doomed to fail. Yeah, like, like we've got the new Country Bears movie coming out. Yeah, whatever. We're putting a Winnie the Pooh right in. Get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I, that I still don't know what that movie was supposed to be. I, I don't know who that movie is for. Listen, I absolutely love the Country Bear Jamboree. Me too. And um, I'm absolutely devastated that it's not at Disneyland anymore. How? And I, when I went to Disney World this year, that was I, that was one of the things I was absolutely the most excited about was being able to see the Country Bear Jamboree again because uh, it's still there, it's still operating at the Magic Kingdom, and it's not, it's and it's the original Country Bear Jamboree, not the um, one that was operating at Disneyland where it was just the uh, vacation hoedown. Yeah, but it was also a shorter version of the uh, Jamboree, which is kind of a bummer. But still, it's very fun to see the Country Bear Jamboree alive and kicking still. Like it's been so long. Um, the Country Bear Jamboree closed September ninth, two thousand and one. Which uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, not, it's, no, September was not a good month. <laughs> so, the second biggest two thousand and one was not a particularly great month for both the. For, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but, it was the second yeah. biggest tragedy of that week. <laughs> but, uh, um, boy, I don't know why we're talking about... Oh, yeah, because we're talking about kind of Billy Bears and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just... This this will be a constant uh, thing because there's no, there's no reason for us to ever talk about the Country Bears, either the movie or the ride in any way, shape, or form <laughs> but on this show. At least not until... Uh, Maybe a follow-up after we're done with all the movies, but um, well, this, this is also a Disney podcast, so yeah. there might be little asides. In there. I'm, I'm allowed to have these asides once in a while, and, and because yeah. we're basically done. I mean, we've talked about the movie. You got the history of the movie. We talked. We were. We rec- we, we we have our opinions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch Mickey the Beanstalk on Netflix. Yeah. Don't- don't seek this version out because the Charlie McCarthy stuff and Edgar Bergen stuff's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's super, super weird. Um, I, I still think if you can track down this version, this version was easy for me to find because um, it's on Hoopla, which is like a library. Like I sign in with my library card, and it has like a bunch of crazy Disney movies in there. Like, and this is one of them. Like, this is the, the only Disney movie that is like this, like the, the the main studio ones. Like everything else is like the weird live action stuff that you've probably never seen or haven't seen in ages. Like, so dear to my heart and 
you know, even I think like the Herbie movies are in it too and stuff. Is Darby O'Gill on there? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I've been wanting to watch Darby O'Gill for a while. <laughs> John Connery singing. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, it's, and, and the DVD still exists. It's like nine bucks on Amazon. I think last I checked. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's a great little, uh, great little movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, I, think you, I think you should watch Bongo because you, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm pretty certain you listening to this right now have not watched Bongo. And if you have, it's been since you were a wee lad or lass. But <laughs> and, and chances are you didn't actively seek it out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's and it's the only way to, to see it because I don't think uh, this was released as in like a compilation stuff. Like Mickey and the Beanstalk got its own DVD release of like that's similar to the VHS tape. It's got like and I think it's similar to the one that's on Netflix where it's like Mickey and the Beanstalk, Brave Little Taylor, like a bunch of other Mickey Mouse shorts on it um, with similar theming, like giants and fairy tales and stuff through yeah. the mirror, I think is another one that's on there. Uh, but like, yeah. But, but Bongo um, doesn't like, there's nowhere for this to fit other than the movie it originally came on. And we don't live in a time where, shorts just air on tv or you like youtube's probably the best place but they're not going to give up one of their movies on youtube so it, it seems to, you know i feel like the next release of dumbo we get this should be on there that'd be fun <laughs> just like a little short before dumbo of just yeah. just bongo a remastered version of bongo is like cleaned up <laughs> you think about where where it would fit yeah it probably dumbo the most yeah um but yeah, I yeah seek seek them both out. Uh, like I said, I think we both said uh, the the later version, the Ludwig von Drake version of uh, Mickey and the Beanstalks, the better version to watch because it cuts out all of the uh, weird live action segments with Edward Bergen and his creepy ventriloquist dummies. But um, I still think it's fun to watch just to see that stuff yeah. on its own a little bit because it's so weird and out of place and it really is just Disney just like we can get a celebrity in here. <laughs> yeah, I get once again we're hurting for money, but let's throw all this money at these celebrities. Yeah. Who who bring nothing to the table. But yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really happy with it. I'm glad we got to sit around and watch it. And yeah. What do you think? What in terms of um in terms of your uh favorites where would you put this one on your list do you need uh, me to bring up our list that we have pull up the list i'm gonna pull up the list here yeah. uh, it's gonna take a second here i will tell you that it's probably gonna i'm probably gonna rank it higher than the last two we saw last three actually. <laughs> okay so uh your list mm-hmm. better or worse than dumbo Oh man! Is the Dumbo sequel better or worse than Dumbo? I you know what I'm gonna say. It's better than Dumbo because okay, your number one movie. <laughs> Nick's yeah, favorite Disney movie is Dumbo, or is uh, a fancy free. I'm I'm just discounting Bongo entirely. I'm just saying I'm based on Mickey the Beanstalk alone. It's it's better than Dumbo. <laughs> But you got to take it as fun and fancy free as a whole. And, uh, and as the state, okay, okay. The, movie, the no, the no. You have to take into account the state that the movie came out in. It's it's. You may like Mickey and the Beanstalk more, but do you like the fun and fancy free version of Mickey and the Beanstalk? No, more? no, I don't. What about Fantasia? Uh, it's not better than Fantasia. No. Pinocchio. Uh, yes. It's better than Pinocchio. You're putting it. I'll I'll slide it. It hey Jiminy Cricket. He's a common thread. There you go. So uh, for you, this is the this is your this is your number three on the list now. That works. Yeah. So after that, so it'll be Dumbo, Fantasia, Fun and Fancy Three, Pinocchio, Snow White, Bambi, Make Mine Music, Three Caballeros, Saludos Amigos. I'm I'm perfectly happy with that list. All right, and I'm gonna put mine. 
uh, as much as I like this movie, it's going to be lo- much lower on my list. I really enjoy it, but I don't like it more than Fantasia, Snow White, Pinocchio, Dumbo, or B- <sighs> You know what? I'm going to put it above Bambi. As I was saying it, I don't think I like it as much as Bambi. I'm like, wait, no. I like it more than Bambi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So this will be, um, so yeah. You know, put it on one, two, three, four. This will be number five for me. Top yeah. five Disney movies. So, so it's not that low. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's going to get bumped down considerably as we go along. Yeah, uh, I mean, coming up real quick, they'll, there's going to be things that are going to just start pushing these things down and down because we're going we're going to hit a pretty golden era, uh, and then that only that lasts for a little bit, and then we hit a uh, what's the op- what would be the opposite of gold? Just cool? Uh, no, because cool's still useful. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, the uh, the amalgam universe Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but uh, so yeah, there you go. We both love this movie. Um, yeah. I can't. I can't. I, I I really do think like it's such a overlooked movie. I mean, Mickey and the Beanstalk's not an overlooked short. I mean, most people have seen it. Most people know it. It's a pretty popular Mickey Mouse short, but like as a whole, not knowing really probably where this movie came from, the story behind this movie, why Mickey and the Beanstalk exists in the first place, how long it had been around before it ever came out as a movie and like the story behind it. And that, and that originally it came packaged with a movie that you've probably never seen. Like, it's it's a fun it's fun. I'm glad this is an episode we got to do. Like I'm glad this made its way theatrically because I think Bongo is worth checking out. I think even if you've seen Mickey the Beanstalk a thousand times, I'm sure it's pretty easy to you know hunt down this DVD just to see Bongo for you know a few bucks, and it's well worth it. Um, wait, I'm I'm uh I'm kind of looking at some uh, stuff online here. <laughs> It says that Bongo has a cameo in Return of Jafar and Mickey's Christmas Carol. I, Mickey's Christmas Carol, I would believe, but Return, Return of Jafar? Yeah. I am going to have to see this after we get off of this episode. <laughs> Before you go watch that horror film. <laughs> Clean the palette. <laughs> Oh, and I and another thing that I'm going to start doing is telling you the the year this movie came out, what the like number one movie of the year was. That's good. And uh, number one movie of this year uh, was Unconquered, which was a, a Cecil B. DeMille pirate movie with Gary Cooper. <laughs> so, um, not pirate. I don't know why I said pirate. That's absurd <laughs> because it's absolutely. Not a pirate movie. <laughs> it's it's a it's a colonists movie. I don't know where the pirate came from in my brain, but no, Uh-oh. it's a it's a colonists movie. It is you know, a, you know the white man versus you know Native Americans kind of nonsense. <laughs> so, uh, Jake, and it has Boris Karloff in it. So that's oh, cool. I did some extra research here. Apparently, Bongo was in the Disney comics quite a bit in the fifties. I I believe that. I, I I never really dove too deeply into like Disney comic strips stuff or like the Golden Book or the was it, not the Golden Book what was it Gold Gold Key? What the hell were, what the heck were those I, comics that they used to put out? Those magazine style comics they put out all the time. Yeah, like Golden Key or something like that. The Adventures Magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gold Key Comics. Yeah, yeah, they did a lot of um, um, cross-branded stuff. They did all of the Disney comic stuff, and I think that's like S- Star Trek and like, um, yeah, all those, all, all those, anything that was like a, a exploitable franchise. They made comic books out of Gold Key, so uh, I buy that. That sounds right. <laughs> Hey, you want you want a little bongo trivia here? Yes, absolutely. I'm always hungry for bongo trivia. Bongo was this is according to Disney Wikia, so dot com. So go check this out. Uh, bongo was the last Disney character to be animated by Art Babbitt. 
Oh, that's sad. And in Zootopia, one of the images on the wall of Judy's room is a bear that seems to be something wearing something similar to Bongo. And he also shows up in... Okay, he's in Mickey's Christmas Carol at Fezziwood's party. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you're yeah. Right. Good for you, Bongo. Yeah. Getting, in, getting out there. You know, getting your, yeah. getting your Stan Lee cameo. And yeah, Bongo just keeps on that trampoline with his dumbbells waiting to get booked. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Exciting. Maybe one day we'll get Bongo 2, Bongo's Revenge, and we'll all be... <laughs> it's a it's a new cycle with spikes. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna keep going and going. Every time I try to shut this down, we find something else to talk about. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. But you know what? I want to thank you all for coming and joining us one more time. We're about to hit the double digit number of episodes next week. Episode ten. Volume 10 is I, I don't know why I'm stuck with the volume stuff. It's going to make it real difficult once I, once we get out of this season <laughs> with numbering wise, but I'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, next week will be melody time. Uh, just another, <laughs> another music based compilation uh, feature, just like make my music. But um, neither one of us have seen it. Neither one of us have seen it. Um, let's, you know what? I'm gonna go go to the uh, go to a, what the internet where all answers live <laughs> and see what uh, see if we can get any uh, melody time. If there's anything on it, oh yeah, okay. We've definitely seen stuff from Melody Time. So let me see. Uh, a little too. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. Seen- Johnny Appleseed. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've seen yeah. Some. There's some stuff on this. We've definitely seen it in part bits and parts, probably not all of it, but enough, but um, can't wait to actually see it and see exactly how much like melody time it was, which I feel like it's going to be substantially, but we'll see. But until then, thanks again for joining us and have a magical day. Bye.